You sit in church week after week, embracing the truth of God's Word. You believe the gospel and claim Jesus Christ as your Lord. Yet you continue to struggle with pornography. You feel like a hypocrite, returning to the sin you hate that mocks the God you love. You desperately wonder, is lasting freedom even possible? Yes, you can overcome pornography, but not alone. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Now flee from youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Only by repeatedly running from sin to Christ with other believers can you hope to enjoy lasting freedom. You can live with purity and integrity. Take courage, seek accountability, and do whatever is necessary. Get equipped at accountabletoyou.com. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cosmopolitic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Have you downloaded the app yet? Mm. Download it. Connect with us. We got all our club content in there, all our backstage shows in there. Um, Toby's, uh, you know, uh, Wisdom for Kings proverb series. Mm. A great thing to do to your, your, your boys, your, your young men. Um, oh, so and boy, sure do we need some wisdom right now. <laughs> Secondly, yeah, we do. Secondly, um, Cross Politic, we do live shows uh, occasionally. We did one at Tactic, Tactics Con yes. in uh, January, and we're actually going to be doing one at University of Idaho what? on January 15th that you guys agreed to. Nope. Try again. And January, February 15th. There we go. We already did it. (laughs) It's done. 7 p.m. Thursday up at University of Idaho and the Union Student Union Building, Whitewater Theater, Whitewater Clearwater right there around the corner from the the ballroom. University of Idaho. Racism, tyranny, and university culture. Mm. Now, I graduated from University of Idaho. And what's funny is, I mean, I was dealing with DEI, feminism, you know, uh, you know, woke uh, cultures in my classroom. I was I was taking communications, and at University of Idaho, the communications program wasn't good. Right. I've had friends who actually took a legitimate, solid communications program, but at University of Idaho, um, I mean, it was really a degree in liberalism and feminism. Yeah, and uh, everything. Yeah. So, yeah, and it was me and all the football players and a couple and some <laughs> feminists in there. That's what it was. So, Did they teach you how to use like the fact that you're deaf in one ear to your no, advantage? No, no, like didn't. some kind of intersectionality. I had to figure that out myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget, there's a missions conference also coming up in March here in Moscow. Christchurch is hosting. What are the uh, dates on that again? Uh, March eight and nine. Yeah, eight and nine. Eight and, nine. Um, and uh and so uh, invite your friends. Register. I don't know the website. Look it up. Uh, Google. But, but Christchurch Missions Conference we're, we're, 2024. That's a great ad. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's in Moscow. Um, Pastor Wilson speaking. Joe Rigney speaking. Jared Longshore is speaking. I will be speaking. And we're doing uh, missionary biographies of whom the world was not worthy. Mm. So come join us here in Moscow. Register, though, because uh, space is limited and uh, spaces are filling up. Just, you just got to find the registration. It's part, like kind of an adventure. Yeah. You know, like down that river it is It means gold. we know you really want to be. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Sales. Go baptize your kids if you have children. That just came out of nowhere. Sales Nexus is the platform Fight Laugh Feast uses to manage all of our subscribers and email updates. If you're using MailChimp, HubSpot, or Salesforce for email marketing, CRM, and sales, you probably know 
They've been canceling voices of freedom and truth. That's why we switched to Sales Nexus. Sales Nexus is a complete business marketing and sales solution that won't tell you what you should say or what to believe. For more information, visit salesnexus.com. That is salesnexus.com. One caveat there. Um, we're still using MailChimp, but we're uh, it takes time to kind of integrate and change over we are, and everything. So we're, it, And it's true. MailChimp has canceled Babylon B and others. Mm. And so we're, I, I've been trying, trying to get, to get off, off. I've been trying to get off MailChimp since, mm. since they've been canceling people. Yeah, we, we've been trying, it's we, hard. We're but, trying to run yeah. the border. Yep. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Didn't want to overpromise and underdeliver. All right. So Alistair Begg. Um, Do we have apparently to? Apparently lit mm. off a uh, firestorm. Alistair Begg. Yeah. Yep. Can, can we like introduce Alistair Begg just for a second before we like actually talk about the firestorm? Because I, yeah. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I like, think it's a good idea. Who Who is this gentleman? He's Alistair Begg has been a faithful pastor for a very, very long Radio time. Radio show. Um, he's he's Baptist, Presbyterian, charismatic. He's, he's a Reformed Baptist. He comes Baptist. out of this. I can't okay. remember somewhere out of London in Scottish guy. So, say it again. Okay. Our producers our trying producers, to say our something. Our producers yelling stuff. Anyway, I've I've edited probably a hundred or so of Alistair Begg's sermons. When, oh, you're, yeah. when you're working when at when I worked at Wretched, yeah. I've I would go through. I probably listened to a lot more than that over the years, and I would edit and cut them down. And he's just um, a great preacher, a solid preacher, very exegetically sound, um, just a great great pastor, right? Too. Okay. And um, so, so he's over been the in years, ministry since 1975. Yeah, he's he's yeah. Before I was born, he, he's <laughs> now pastor. I think, if I understand this correctly, uh, it, of Parkside, Parkside Church in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's been there pastor since 1983. Yeah, so a little after that dude, I was that born. That dude's a, a yeah. G. Yeah. So he's yeah. been a faithful man of God, a father in the faith. Um, he's just been solid all the way around, and so this is kind of a little disappointing. Okay, and so he was recently interviewed, um, and they kind of brought up, you know, should you attend? A gay wedding, or should you attend a was it trans? trans He'll explain it. He'll explain it. So let let him explain it. Of uh, my grandson is about to be married to a transgender person, and I don't know what to do about this. And I'm calling to ask you to tell me what to do, which is a huge responsibility. And in a conversation like that, just a few days ago, um, and uh, people may not like this answer, but I asked the I asked the grandmother. Does your grandson understand your uh, belief in Jesus? Yes. Does your grandson understand that your belief in Jesus makes it such that you can't countenance uh, in any affirming way the choices that he has made in life? Yes. I said, well, then, okay, as long as he knows that, then I suggest that you do go to the ceremony, Mm. and I suggest that you buy them a gift. Oh, she said, what? She was caught off guard. I said, well, here's the thing. You're not going to, your your love for them may catch them off guard, but your absence will simply reinforce the fact that they said these people are what I always thought, judgmental, critical, unprepared Mm -hmm. to countenance anything. And it is a fancy, it is a fine line, isn't it? It really is. And people need to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. But I think we're going to take that risk. We're going to have to take that risk a lot more if we want to build bridges into the hearts and lives of those who don't understand Jesus and and don't understand that he is a king. (laughs) Wow. Oh. That, uh, that's that's uh, unf- that's really unfortunate. We're, we're gonna we'll give him a little full, more full explanation here in a minute, but because uh, this just, came out and 
It's been a pretty this, big. This is like, I think this happened like September or October of last year. Some some were towards the end of the year. Oh, and, and it just got found uh, and, and published uh, probably within the last you know couple weeks, two weeks, yeah, three, yeah. two or three weeks. Yeah. Okay. And so sometimes people aren't going and listening to everything that's happening. Somebody finds it and they make it a deal, and you know you got and you, you, and you, you, go, you, catch, you catch the context and you're like, yeah, yeah, oh, this, yeah. that makes that's different, but that that's not what's going on here. Yeah, and so this is yeah. The, so Alistair and, didn't and, respond. And he's been doubled down. And he's doubled, Truth for Life Radio was on um, American... American Family Radio. Family Radio, and they kicked him off for this. Yeah, they actually went um, to him and said, hey... They talked to him. Uh, yep. Brother, you're going to repent about this? You know, yeah. trying to find out even... Mm-hmm. And, they, and they, they talked to him, and they didn't talk to him directly. They talked to his staff, and they said, Alistair's not repenting, and he's holding the line on this. And yeah. so they kicked him off American their Family Radio. American Family yeah, Radio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I think it was just within this past... A week that Alistair, you know, said on a Sunday morning that, hey, I'm going to respond to this, but I'm going to do it to the church, the local church of the family. Yeah. So I think he does it like later that evening or uh, in some private setting uh, with or his church. Private members. worship. Public worship. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but as soon as this popped out, everybody, there's been two kind of um, tones I've seen. One is just like, I knew it. This man is horrible. We just needed to see this. And as soon as this popped up, this shows us everything we need to know about Alistair Begg. Get rid of him. Like he's done. Over. Cancel. He's that out here. Just and it's and it's been a kind of like a firestorm of um get like yes, we're done with him. And there's been cancel, another sort of evangelical cancel it, culture. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's yeah, evangelical cancel culture. Yeah. I bet people um, did that with Peter too. And they're and they're finding a way Paul did it with John Mark. <laughs> and they're finding a way, you know, he to, deserved it. to say like they, <laughs> <laughs> Anything else y'all want? <laughs> <laughs> um, Are you done? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, the yeah, one you're looking for. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was right next to the, the message. Um, but and then there's been another response of people who are like, okay, you know, I've loved Alistair. I have a heart broken about this. I completely disagree with him on this. He just whiffed it. Yeah. And then there's one other group is like, I love Alistair. He's completely whiffed it here. What do we do with him? Right. And this has kind of been happening without Alistair responding to it. And Alistair, I think, what, he's been pastoring since the 75. Well, 83 at this church. 83 at this church. 75 is ordained. And whatever he's been doing, he's been a faithful pastor where he's at. And he hasn't been paying attention to how crazy the world has turned. Right. He's he's and this is not making an excuse for him. I'm just saying he, he hasn't paid attention to and I mean this in the social media world and how fast mobs are developed. And he, so he didn't get ahead of this thing like he probably should have. Okay. But then he's coming back later. This is months later. Yeah. And this and so the, here goes. This is a longer presentation. I think the total video is like 15 minutes. We've chopped it down to seven to kind of let Alistair elaborate on what he meant to say or what he's trying to say or why he said what he said. The challenge in this, and I'm going to wrap this up because time goes. The challenge for me in this is I just assume, and I'm not going to assume it anymore. I assume that people are able to put two and two together and get four, not five or seven or nine or whatever it is. So, for example, um, in the last days when this thing began, um, my daughter said to me, Dad, you were way ahead of this game a long time ago when Ellen DeGeneres came out and you preached those sermons on the gay debate. I mean, you've been so clear about this for all of your ministry. What is this about? I said, honey, I don't, I don't really know what it's about, but uh, yeah, that's right. And most recently, 
in dealing with Romans chapter 1. So I assume that anybody who picks this up goes, oh, well, wait a minute. Whatever, whatever he's on about there, there's no reason for alarm because after all, listen to what he said. And this is what I said in Romans 1, talking about this very issue. Quotes, so here's the challenge. How do you do this? In other words, how do you, how do you express the love of Jesus and, and do so in a way that doesn't just compromise everything? How do you honor God, obey his word, and treat your neighbors and your friends and your family members who have decided to go down this wrong path? Some people have decided the way to handle it is by admonition. So you just simply stand up and keep telling them, this is terrible, this is terrible, this is terrible. Some people have decided, well, we just won't say anything at all. Just let it go, who cares? You know, it's a big world. People do different things. Neither is a possibility for a Bible-believing Christian. We are to treat with honor those who view us with hatred. Now understand that this grandchild was an enemy of the gospel, an enemy really in the family circle by dint of her lifestyle, an enemy. And Jesus says, you're supposed to love your enemies. Now, we can disagree over whether I gave that grandmother good advice or not. Not everybody on the pastoral team thinks I gave very good advice. And as I said, uh, you know, on another occasion with a different person in a different context, the advice may be very different. But at least let's acknowledge the fact that what we're doing is we're wrestling with biblical principle. And when principle for, let's say, You're holiness right. of life comes pa up against the principle... So, um, just real quick, I just, I just want to make a couple of quick comments. So he begins by saying, I've always assumed that you can add two and two and right. that you get four. Right. And what he means by that is that people will not take from his comments that he is backtracking on his record Position on uh, against homosexuality. homosexuality. So yes. he holds to Romans 1. That's what I've written down. He yeah. holds to 1 Corinthians 6. Uh, he hasn't changed his he position. He hasn't changed a bit. And I, and I don't think there's any reason to doubt that in the slightest. I yeah. agree. Okay. I agree. That, but what he's getting to now is he's, he's saying we have these principles of this is sinful and wrong, and by love virtue of that, they are enemies, enemies yeah. and we must love them. Nobody disagrees on those principles. The issue, though, is, is, um, is not showing kindness to people in heinous sins. The issue is, uh, or honoring them. He just used that word. We need to honor them. Yes, let's honor them. But we may not honor the sin. And the issue is, is going to the wedding ceremony is the ceremony where the sin is being honored. Yeah. And, and, and so that, that's the issue. That's the only issue. Um, if, if you, if um, I have no problem at all with him giving a strong message of once they've gotten married so-called it's if it's a homosexual marriage or we don't know we what don't the, know what it is we don't That's know the what thing. The, the tranny is um but if, if um once this ceremony has occurred whatever it is um and you see them on the street you do not have to run away screaming right. Right. um if they have a birthday if, if you know birthdays happen to human beings yeah. you can wish them a happy birthday because they were born 
in the image of God. Right. And you right. can be grateful for every year that God gives them. It's another year that they have an opportunity to repent of their yep. sin. And you do that without a guilty conscience. And you can wish them a happy yep. birthday. You you could have you could have them for dinner. Like you could have a, a an unbelieving couple that's you know shacked yep. up downstairs. You can have them over for dinner. Yep. Now, in various ways and, and forms, you're looking for opportunities to share the gospel, not merely affirm them in their sin. Uh, where nobody is objecting, and maybe he's going to get to this, I don't know, but nobody is objecting to the two principles. Mm-hmm. And and I would say, do sometimes do sometimes conservatives get so wound tight about holding the line that they are they that they forget to love their enemies? Yes, mm-hmm. and that is something that Alistair. There Beck is a group of mob out there that's holding to some of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and and so I I think there's it's fine for a pastor to occasionally touch on that. Yeah. Yes, we need, it, Jesus commands love the enemies. Um, he ate and drank with tax collectors and sinners. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he didn't go to the party where the tax collectors were celebrating having trounced um, their citizens, a, a totally yeah. ripped off all their citizens. Yeah. This, Jesus, come celebrate with us. We totally screwed a whole bunch of our citizens. Are you saying Jesus would go to that party and bring mm-hmm. a gift? Mm-hmm. No, he wouldn't. Uh, would he go to the party where the prostitutes are celebrating yeah. how much money they made last night right. and bring a gift? No. Right. There's that's that's the problem. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Well, of love for your enemy. How are you? How are you going to put that together? You got a problem with the grandmother showing up, sitting on the front row in a context that she absolutely despises, and sitting on our lap, nicely wrapped with beautiful paper and a bow around it, is her gift, the gift of a Bible for a granddaughter. She knows has no interest in the Bible. But because she believes that the entrance of God's Word brings light, she is prepared to trust the Holy Spirit to do the work. With all, okay. with, with all, all, respect, with all due respect, <laughs> that's sentimentalism. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's not a biblical argument there. He, 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 he did present biblical principles. Yeah. But that's an appeal to sentiment. That's an appeal to a sweet old grandmother on the front row with a Bible wrapped yeah. up in a bow. And, and, and here's and the thing. At a wedding, she, he, she, that grandma despises. Yeah, it, it, nobody is objecting to grandma sending a Bible yeah. to her granddaughter. Yeah, Send a Bible. Wrap it up if you want. Put yeah. a bow on it even. But don't give a present um, at the ceremony yeah. of an abomination. Right. But. This is very important to me that we understand who owns the center here. Hmm. Notice that the grandma doesn't get the center. <laughs> Notice the, the trans wedding. Does. How come nobody's saying, how could you do that to your grandma? Why would you, why would yeah. you do this? Why would you disrespect your grandma yeah. <laughs> in that your abomination? Your grandma, and you trained yeah. you to be Christians and love the Lord. And you're going to sit up here and do this like that's not the cent- we have lost in America in our culture the center of this conversation right. to now we got to figure out what do we do about no 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 right. this is all backwards <laughs> you know and and okay I'll, I'll let I, but you know, let me just throw one other thing out I, I I I haven't done this um but you know in the traditional wedding ceremonies uh there's a always been a question historically. Is there anyone who knows a reason why these well, that's what I was gonna say next. Two, two can't yeah. be joined together? Yeah. Um, I actually just went to a, a, a wedding uh, here in the community um, uh, last month or, or, or recently um, that uh, that was a 
it did a kind of a very traditional book of common prayer wedding uh-huh. and, uh, and used the line and it yeah. was, it was, uh, and there was a moment of pause and it like makes you like, <laughs> we, we about what to if, find out. What if someone said, yeah, and yeah. raised their hand, yeah. what would you do as pastor yeah. of the wedding? We got to yeah. go in the back. <laughs> yeah, we got to have a meeting. This yeah. is, this we're is... going to have a conversation. So you pause the wedding. I think so. Oh yeah. If, if you honestly ask that question, I think you have to honestly mean it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think if you just do that as a form formality, then uh-huh. you're a Pharisee. Well, you're, the, her, uh-huh. you're a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but the, so the reason my argument for not doing it because I, I I've thought about it. I mean, we have a very tra- I have a very traditional ceremony, but I don't usually do that. I haven't never done that. Um, my reasoning has always been back in the day. Um, sometimes people got married like you know like hey let's get married on Friday, and and because you got work to do and people didn't yeah. plan for weeks and months at a time. Yeah. And so you kind of was like, you didn't always know, like you yeah. tried you to do your do homework. Your, yeah. Due diligence. And, and the reformers were the ones that actually required there to be like sometimes waiting periods of like three weeks Yeah, because they would find out about like somebody who had a wife in another County Yeah, or, yeah. you know, some girl had run away it's from messy. her parents. It's messy. And so the reformers, the Protestant reformers actually were like, we need to post this. It has to be posted in the church for three weeks or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And so, but now we mm-hmm. have engagements that mm-hmm. typically are longer than a few weeks. Yeah. And there's, in, you know, invitations that have gone out and they I should be no longer than it, six months. It's in, it's in the, yeah, it's, it's in the bulletin, yeah. you know, pray for the engaged couples, this yeah. kind of thing. And so I think, I think we have our version of like announcements yeah. in which the implication is, is if anybody knows any reason why these guys shouldn't be married, like, please speak up. Like, now. You should have already spoken that, up. Yeah, that's yeah. been my argument. Yeah. But we, I, I do wonder if. Um, this is an argument for bringing it back. Well, I think so. Um, if if nothing else, in order, like sometimes in weird ways, the pagans still take their notes from us. It's yeah. called their mar- it's called marriage, and and, and, still, and, and they know? don't and they don't know what it is. Yeah. and they're still saying it, and they're still saying it, yeah. and and that'd be my, my one exception to the, all of this would be yeah. is if they had that part in the ceremony. The grandma should have stood up. Then you then you would stand up. That would uh, yeah. or, or you go and you just stand up in the middle and you walk out. Yeah. Um. T- to to make the point. Yeah. Or does anyone have any objections? Yes, I have an objection. Yeah. Um. You know, that's two dudes, yeah. or that's a you know whatever. Well, and also notice in in his original interview comments, he said the grandma should go because what is that grandma sitting in the front row? What is that teaching her grandson or granddaughter or whatever's going on there? And um, you know, so he's saying that grandma's communicating something to that grandson or granddaughter. Yeah. That they're not hateful. That they aren't hateful. They aren't unloving. You know, she's got the Bible as the mm-hmm. gift and all that stuff. But I think actually what the grandma is actually teaching is that she'll abandon her scriptural principles right. to sit in that front row. That's what that I'm gonna let grandson, yeah, yeah. granddaughter yeah. is is really right. knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. look what I got you to do. And that's why I would say I, I'm I, it's sounding like well, I'm going to let Pastor Beg finish. But I think um, it's sounding to me like the real failure here. Is a failure to understand what certain actions mean. Yeah. Let mm. yeah. go. Sexual people, in my experience, quotes, is that they are either reviled or they are affirmed. The Christian has to say, we will not treat you in either of those ways. We cannot revile you, but we cannot affirm you. And the reason that we can't revile you is the same reason why we can't affirm you. Because of the Bible, because of God's love, because of his grace, and because of his goodness. I can, I can walk with a brother who's wrestling with how to show faithfulness and grace in a broken world, even if his conclusion is different from my own. I can do that easier than I can keep company 
with those who don't even feel the tension and easily criticize a brother over a legitimate difference of opinion. I wrote back to him, I said, brother, if there's any benefit in finding myself in this storm in a teacup, it must surely be in discovering that I have friends. Your intrusion is most welcome. And given that you've taken time on this, your very special weekend to encourage me is evidence of a selfless generosity of spirit that few of us can match. I value your friendship and send my love to you. Hopefully, uh, this whole thing will just, uh, the storm in the teacup will, eventually the teacup will fall over. There's only so many things you can, uh, I, I don't know how you can keep this going, actually. The, the reason that I haven't responded to any of the things in a personal way is because I, there's nothing that I can really add that I think would be, uh, that would make anybody believe me anymore. <laughs> I think I can make it worse if I say more things. And it's bad <laughs> enough as it is. And Oh, just one other thought. And I expect people to, how do they decide which bit they're going to troll through the social media, which bits they want to pick up? Where were they when, when, when I was speaking at the Christian college on the West Coast and I had a lesbian walkout? And they, they shut the whole thing down and walked out and the campus went into chaos for a week. You know why? Because I was explaining Ephesians chapter 5. And I made the most unbelievable mistake of saying the only place for sexual relationships is within a heterosexual, monogamous relationship between one man and one woman for life. Amen. And at that, they stood up and walked out. Well, why didn't somebody catch that one for me? <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad they didn't, and I'll tell you why. Because if I've got to go down on the side of one or the other, I'll go down on this side. I'll go down on the side of compassion with people actually accusing me of just weakness rather than go down on the side of condemnation, which closes any doors of opportunity for future engagement with those who know exactly what we believe about the Bible and about Jesus and about so on. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that Hang this... Hang on. Pause, is, pause there. I... It, um. It's, to me, it's a little disingenuous to say there's compassion over here and condemnation over here. Those are um, we have to be a Christian. We have to be Christians, which means we embrace all of God's word. We embrace we embrace the compassion verses and we embrace the condemnation verses. Right. Like I yeah I I agree. I I think that I think he is painting it unhelpfully because I think the if you're preaching Ephesians five. Mm-hmm. It's, was he preaching condemnation? That girl that just no, walked out. That's what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. it's actually not condemnation. Yeah. Um. It's ex- if if done in a in a god with a gospel well, heart, they stand condemned already. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> you know, like it's, but but the whole point of that is for you to show them the way out. Yeah, and that's what he's doing preaching Ephesians five. I know. So that's it's not. But, it, but how much is left? Just, can we finish the rest of this? Yeah, just a little bit. Hopeful. Yeah. I I think as long as you understand that my response to one grandmother whom I have never met um, was not in any way a blanket recommendation to all Christians to attend LGBTQ weddings. It was nothing to do with that at all. If I was misguided in any way, it was I allowed my grandfatherly hat Sentimentalism, to uh, take over. It was my personal opinion. 
as I sensed what was best. Pastoral, personal. As I learned about the individual and specific situation. That's as good as I can say. I hope that will be helpful to you. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Knox, I, I think he's right. Actually, I, I do think he let his grandfatherly hat take over. I think, he, and, he I, knows and, it. and I think what what but that, what that is is that's that's sentimentalism. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's allowing your feelings and your sentiment, and particularly your your fear that um that truth and integrity will in somehow in some way get in the way of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's back to that dichotomy of condemnation and compassion. Mm-hmm. It's just a false dichotomy. Yeah. Uh, but but to say like we have we we have to uh, at some places sort of blunt the edge of the truth otherwise it will get in the way. And and back to what he said at the very beginning uh in his original comments about this um, they'll just assume that you're a bigot, that you're hateful, mm-hmm. um, and so on. And you need to somehow you need to somehow break that um, at this point. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more godly men have bad takes like this. Mm. And the reason I think we're going to see this is because they really do care. We've we've had the luxury and the comfort. And this is something that Stephen Wolf has been pointing out for a long time. We've had the luxury and the comfort of not having to think Christian political theology. How does it work out in society? Pastors have been behind their ivory towers or in their ivory towers comfortably working through theology. And that's great. We need that. And it hasn't been on the ground mm-hmm. dealing with it with the current. And this one's pretty wild. We're out here pretty wild now. It's gotten crazy. Mm-hmm. And they're coming out of their ivory towers and they haven't worked through these things very well yet. And the end of this, the whole end of what he just said proved that he hasn't worked through this very well. Yeah. And, and well, and this is because I've been thinking about this. How does somebody like Alistair beg uh-huh. get this so wrong? This is a good dude. I don't care what you say. This is a good dude. And so, and I begin to think about this and I'm like, oh, you get this wrong when you don't understand really biblically, you don't have a biblical theonomic framework around this to understand we are working with sins and crimes here. Mm -hmm. And here's what I'm thinking about. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. This this particular situation isn't only a sin, it's also a crime. Mm -hmm. He would never tell someone you know, your daughter who's going to the abortion clinic, make sure you go there with, the with Bible, her. Sit sit down in the clinic. And hold her hand. And give her a present. And give her a present. It's a Bible. Compassion. Or, like some of them do, they actually have their abortion. They take a picture with the aborted fetus, and they have a ceremony there. And you're invited. You would never say. You would never. He would never yeah. say, make sure you attend that murder ceremony. And because the categories are all off, mm-hmm. you got to remember, we, we don't even think in the idea and category of adultery should have the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like we don't think about that. We don't think that this, this is a crime. Right. And so then the way that we practically start operating is like, well. Right. Compassion. Compassion. Yeah. Right. And so you can start applying the wrong theology to the situation because you don't have a, a you don't biblical have un, framework. a biblical framework yeah. for mm-hmm. how treacherous. What is going on is happening. And when you have this, um, when, when you understand the, the covenant of God 
and and the the um, institutions that God has set up has nothing to do with you. It's Him. You don't get to redefine it. And when these people are deciding to go and have whatever kind of ceremony they think they're having and want to call it marriage, they are trying to redefine something God has defined. And you are coming in saying, I see you and that's okay. If I see someone stealing, I don't get to say, well, because this is this whole thing with the riots. These people who are stealing, they... They They've been oppressed. No, you would say, put that mm-hmm. back. What are you doing? You don't get to steal. Right. I'm not sitting up there handing you a Bible while you're running. No, stop it. Don't steal. Yeah. The Lord says, don't steal. You should not steal. Right? Yeah. And and so we're not going to go to these. If it's a crime, we're not going to treat it the same way. That Okay, we have thought crimes. We deal with those completely differently. This is So when you don't have that framework, you can expect a lot more of this to happen. We are in the place now where our theology is going to have to actually have practical legs that work itself out. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, we just, we've been, our, our political society has had so much good biblical theology and foundation is built, built on that we've been letting that just run in the background. Right. And that's and it, failing. And, and it was because we had biblical we had, law <laughs> yeah. in our country political for so long. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and as, you know, um, law um, teaches there's a there's that's one of the uses of, of good criminal law is it's teaching people what's good and right yeah that's why a civil magistrate that punishes criminals according to God's word and praises the righteous has a kind of he's a teacher yeah uh, in, in in a way and so we've had the um the the light of that fading I mean we had you know sodomy laws being you know still on the books on. and being repealed in the 80s and the 90s right. yes in this country the Sabbath laws um, you know and and so forth and so um, but the, I think I think that's I think that's right. I, I think um, for it, 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 I think there's two things. One is I think we have been catechized for the last um, 20 years um, by um, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, the the Gospel Coalition or whatever. Um, but but essentially there is this in the even in the strongest um, most faithful preachers and teachers. Um, I think. They'll, they'll affirm scripture, affirm scripture, affirm scripture. But when it comes down to the point when you will actually collide with the sin on the ground, mm-hmm. they break. Right. And they break in the name of compassion and winsomeness and niceness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that what they fail to understand is that um, in that very moment, they're actually being cruel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually a form of cruelty. And then, and then, do, sec- you th- do you think that Beg is falling into that particular trap? Because I, I don't, don't think Beg is. I, I, I think he is unknowingly. I think his whole, mm. I think the sentimentalism is that sentimentalism that says it breaks my heart to not do this. Mm-hmm. I think it would be, it, 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 it hurts my witness to do this. I think that's sentimentalism. It would lack compassion. It would lack compassion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where he's, he's saying, you know, I, I, I cannot revile or I cannot affirm. That's true. <laughs> um, but I, but but I but, but I think it's a mistake to say that not going is being re- reviling, right? Right, like that's 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 a mistake. Yeah. Like, well, and, that, and that's my that's my last point is I just think I go back to the I, I said this earlier, but I think it, it, it I think maybe the most charitable read on the whole thing would just be to simply say I think we have a really just a significant disagreement over what attending the ceremony. What me- even means. is it? What, what it means? It? Yes, right. and I think he's saying there's a way to mean it. That doesn't mean I affirm it, and I and and I think the rest of us are saying no. 
when the celebration is for that, unless you stand up in the middle and object, unless you stand up in the middle and walk out, unless you do something to indicate what you mean, what it means is you, you do affirm it. This is what I mean by like, you know, every Christian at this point has, is dealing with this in their family at some point somewhere. Um, We've had to deal with it in our family. And one of the things that me and my wife, as we were talking about, my wife was really disgusted by this because, and this is kind of goes back to the center. Yeah, bag yeah she was. Okay. She was Good. like, you know, we've lived such a way in front of and very close to us, people who are very close to us in our family, but we live Christian lives in such a way and have preached our family in such a way that they wouldn't even offer us to come to. Mm-hmm. It's not even, a, they know, but matter of fact, they won't even talk about it yeah. there's a certain suppression of the sin when they're around like yeah we know that's that's not gonna fly mm-hmm. like we don't and it doesn't even it's not even just with the homosexuals it's with sin period right, right. it's just like yeah, yeah they we know. they know yeah i was when i was working um i had there was a studio that i was in and uh these guys knew that they were in sin mm-hmm. and they would they would i'm sorry brother dave my bad i'll take that out I didn't even have to say anything to yeah, them about right. it, but I was so busy preaching them the gospel all the time yeah. and preaching on their sin, and they knew I loved them. Yeah. They knew it, and, right. and they respected me, which is why they were willing to go and say, we're not doing it, we're yeah. bad. And, that, and that's the thing that I, I would just say is, I, again, 110% agree with Pastor Beg that we are called to do both things. Right. Tell the truth and love them. Yeah. Tell the truth and show kindness to them. And I would say yes, and be praying that you can show surprising kindness to them. You know, you, you want to show them a, a kind of radical hospitality and generosity mm-hmm. that that totally catches them off guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you've got to do that in a way that does not garble the truth. Rosario Butterfield talks about that. And, and, yeah. and I think that's that's the issue that everyone has with this, is it, it, that's raising the questions and raising the concerns is just simply that, is that um, at, at, at the very point where you say, do they know that you disagree? Yes. You're then, you're contradicting yourself in, in that. I, I don't know. I wonder too, if there's just a, um, culturally, if we have so, even in evangelical circles where we believe that marriage is one man, one woman, one time, um, I wonder if we've we've so devalued ceremonies. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Like even, even everybody gets a trophy. It, we've, we've devalued well, all the. And, and, you know. But but wedding ceremonies. I mean, like, yeah. they, yeah. like I mean, there's so many evangelical weddings that are like. I mean, I mean, worship services that have turned into circuses. Yeah. Yes, like we don't even value the ceremony of renewing covenant with the Lord of the On universe. Sunday. Yeah, like you know the the preacher walks up in the shorts and the flip flops and says, "Hey guys." Yep. You know, the, the, the latte message and yep. the rock band and, hey, we're going to have a coffee break, y'all. Yep. And and like this casual, casual, casual thing. And then we wonder why people don't take the word of God seriously. But I, but I weddings have turned into similar kinds of things oh, where it's yeah. like, you know, cracking jokes, late night, you know, comedic host. And, hey, guys, oh, yeah, we're going to make some promises here in a minute. And there's like a chat and, you know, and there's this, you know, it's, it's so light and so frothy and so casual. And and I wonder if that's part of also oh, what, we've, what we've marinated in such that it may, doesn't really matter that much. In maybe <laughs> he doesn't even think of that ceremony being very potent and like, and many of us are coming from a, a more traditional biblical understanding. You know, like this is a covenant making ceremony or else. Yeah. It's an abomination. Yeah. And it's, it's one or the other. And it's and and either it's a 
it's a sacrifice of praise mm -hmm. to the living God, or it's a sacrifice to demons. I mean, right. he was talking about Romans one. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, remember, how do you get to that place by worshiping idols? Yeah. Which means that these these sins are how you give your body as living sacrifices to idols. Right. Or else you worship the living God by serving him and obeying him. Mm -hmm. So it's like you were using other examples of other kind of ceremonies, like, you know, but abortion is, you know, people understand commonly, like this is putting your child on the altar to Molech. Yeah, that's, like it's you're, worship. you're offering, you know, you're putting, you're causing your children to pass through the fires of Molech. That's what you're doing. That is, and, and you wouldn't, like we believe he would never counsel never. somebody to go and hold her hand while she's getting the abortion and 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 as if that could somehow communicate clearly. Yeah. Absolutely not. Well, in the same way, um a a gay mirage, yep. um tr tranny abomination is a ceremony offered to idols. That's right. That's right. And unless you go to object, you are communicating affirmation. Which, which he knows he's not allowed to actually do. So here's well, my question. Notice the expectations. Grandma can't walk out of the wedding ceremony. That wouldn't be. Well, he didn't say compassion. that. But, yeah. but basically, he should. She should go for well, compassion's sake. Um, and but his expectation for the girl in his in his college talk on on the wedding on Ephesians five, he has no problem with them walking out. walking out. Like his expectations for Christians is you need to bend your principle. You need to bend. So you're talking about who owns the center. Well, that's a good, yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't think he. Yeah. He anyway. has expectations. It's also because Christians are required to be compassionate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, non Christians aren't. Yeah, yeah. His expectations for you know Christians to participate in something that they shouldn't or not like or that or is awful versus something that a pagan. But the issue is not that we don't like it. Yeah, it's that's abomination. Right. When you it's have, abomination. When you, but he's articulating I, it like I know, that. I know. Like, I know. No, yeah. you. You ought to refuse to go to yeah. the celebration of the abomination, and then you should you should look for an opportunity to yeah. bless them. Okay, so because here's the question. he says personally, she despises the wedding. That's what. Yeah. That's so what I, I yeah. everybody's asking in one sense or another, what do you do with Beg? Hmm. What do you do with them? If yeah. you know, he's got obviously all his elders are there, walk, and they walk, some of them disagree. Walk yeah. backwards with the robe on your shoulder and just lay it over him. <laughs> the Moses, the no. Noah, the no. Noah thing. Yeah. And that means Well, that's what that's what covered cover in love? Yeah. I mean, tell the truth. Yep. And honor him. Yeah. Yep. Should, I mean, I I don't know. I, I, I don't think know exactly know what happened with, with Noah with Ham and Ham. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But let's just say Noah had a bad day and got drunk. Yeah. yeah. And Ham was wanting to make a big scene about Made it. Made a mockery. And of and, it. and, and yeah. expose him and all the rest yeah. of it. Um, I think the the other brothers did the right thing. They covered their dad, and when he woke up sober, they ought to say, "Dad, no more drinking." Yeah, like that. Yeah, and so I think so. Beg no more information that just comes off the top of your head or just personal. Get yeah. stay in the work. Don't bring your grandfather <laughs> into the pulpit. Collect, collectively, we we should say, "No, that was wrong." Yeah, yeah. and 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 we think you can do better. Yeah. Um, and um, but thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank yeah. you for your ministry and everything that else that he's done that's good and faithful. Um, share it and encourage him in it. Mm, that's he, good. He's a faithful father. If you're single, get married. There's so much I still want to say about that. Yeah. Anyway, if you're married, have you some kids? If you have kids, go baptize them. Until. Tomorrow. Alistair, baptize them. Next week. Love baptize God with all your heart, soul, Love your neighbor. <laughs> Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. It is the duty of the free man. 
to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.